Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series. I'm Russ Riley along with Jeff Johnson. And today's podcast covers the impact of data center storage on power and cooling. You know, Russ, when most people think of power and cooling, they think about servers and driving energy costs down on servers. But really, there's an important storage component as well. Storage does consume power. Let's turn it over to Joe Pollack and Matt Baker from Dell's product group. This is Joe Pollack with Dell's storage product group. Today, our discussion will focus on storage and ways to deploy it in your data center for lower energy consumption. With energy costs rising, it can be increasingly more expensive to power and cool systems unless you take action today and better optimize your storage infrastructure. Today, with me, I have Matt Baker, who leads Dell's storage power and cooling core team. I'll ask Matt questions that shed more light on the impact of storage in the data center and ways to counteract high energy costs and high power consumption. Matt. Why are customers looking for more energy-efficient systems in the data center? Really, customers are looking to increase compute capacity in their existing data centers. That really means accommodating new processor speeds, new servers, etc. They're dealing with space constraints. They're dealing with data centers that had been built five years ago. They're looking to put high-density compute platforms into that space. Storage administrators are not facing the same power crunch as server administrators are today. However, while storage is not seen as the primary problem, organizations are looking for holistic solutions to their power and cooling issues. Looking at a storage system in particular, how would you break down the amount of power drawn from the individual components? We've tested some of our current storage systems, and it really breaks down like this. We found that disk drives consume about 60% of the total power drawn, Power supplies consume about 25% of the remaining power, and the rest, about 15%, is drawn by fans and controllers. These percentages, of course, vary from configuration to configuration, and we expect more efficient power supplies to impact this equation a little bit more as well. The key message is that the bulk of storage power is associated with the media, and therefore taking advantage of innovations in storage media is really where you see the greatest amount of savings. How does the type of storage media impact power consumption? Well, there's clear leadership areas in in types of media. For instance, three-and-a-half-inch slow-spin SAS or SATA drives really have a true leadership area in terms of gigabytes per watt, so the amount of storage per watt expended. Drives like two-and-a-half-inch drives and solid-state disks, sometimes called SSD, clearly have leadership in the area of IOPS per watt, so performance per watt. Does storage consolidation affect energy consumption? Absolutely. Centralization of storage helps reduce stranded capacity and improve disk utilization, basically reducing costs as well as reducing the total amount of energy associated with storage. Internal disk storage systems such as drives inside of a server typically lead to scenarios where you have stranded capacity and stranded performance. You're not able to take advantage of it. Consolidation allows you to take advantage of drives in a more consistent fashion. Elimination of boot drives and servers using boot from SAN can really yield significant savings for a large fleet of servers in your data center. Earlier you alluded to data management having some effect on energy consumption. Can you explain how this is so? Intelligently managing your data allows you to gain power savings by right-sizing your type of data with the correct type of media. Dell's focused on policy-based data management, migration, and disposal with energy savings as a key component. Data-intensive or I.O.-intensive applications should have their data stored on things like solid-state disks and -and two-and-a-half-inch drives. Rapid retrieval backup and archives can be stored on SATA-based near-line systems. 
and tape can be used for data that has less aggressive retrieval times. Some other things that can help with utilization and efficiency is matching your application profiles with the right type of storage system and drive mix. Other things like single instance storage and data deduplication, features that we have as a part of our NAS family, also help eliminate duplicate files and reduce the overall number of drives required to support your data needs. Well, this has been helpful. Let's end by quickly summarizing the ways customers can optimize storage energy consumption. Organizations can reduce overall power consumption simply by managing their data and matching their data to the correct type of media, consolidating storage to achieve better capacity utilization overall, deploy diskless servers utilizing boot from SAN, match application profiles and data usage with the right types of storage systems and, more importantly, media, and use data deduplication software to eliminate redundant data. Sounds easy. Simply consolidate disks in a central location and use software to optimize how information is stored. Very practical advice for those IT organizations seeking to conserve energy and lower costs at the same time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Russ, what if our listeners are interested in finding more information? Where can they go? The first place is dell.com slash podcast, where we've done a series on power and cooling and covered topics from simple ways to optimize energy within the data center to future innovations of power and cooling. You can also check out featured power solution articles at dell.com slash power solutions. And please join us again next week for another installment of the Data Center of the Future podcast series. Hey.